Good afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday afternoon, and it is now time for Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Hey, Fetch. Hey, Fetch. Quiet, quiet. Go ahead. She's she's asking a question. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Hey, Fetch. Did that woman really say you have garnets of steel and a mind like a freaking laser? Mary, you can't be asking questions like that. This is Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Why not? Aren't we broadcasting from the Middle East? Well, yeah, but we might be seen as being politically incorrect. You know, the problem is everybody dumps people when there's a, like a sign of a political incorrectness. Echan, you're always politically correct. Heck, thanks. Does, does that mean we can talk about dumping the Israelis tomorrow? Oh, I'm sure you will probably say quite a bit more than that. And now coming to you live from somewhere in the Middle East, this is Inside the Eye Live Primetime with your host, The Fetch. All right. Thank you very much for that, Mary. Good Thursday afternoon. You are indeed listening to The Fetch. That's right. Inside the Eye Live Primetime, everybody, right here on Revolution Radio at freedomslips.com. Uh, today's date is Thursday, January the 14th now, 2021. And again, again, Thursday afternoon, a good Thursday afternoon, I should say, to early evening to all of you listening in the United States and Canada. And a good late Thursday and early Friday morning to all of you listening in European and Asian time zones. And of course, wherever you're listening out there, on the World Wide Web or FM and Micro FM broadcasting outlets, may all be well with you and yours. Really nice day here in Riyadh. Daytime highs hit about uh, 75 degrees. That's generally considered pretty darn comfortable, largely hazy skies. Actually, it was a bit warm today, to be honest with you. I had to go out to some meetings in the afternoon, and my car was sitting in the sun, and it just always seems to be hot here in Riyadh. I don't know, even though it's not hot, it just feels like you're hot. You're just expecting things to be hot. But nonetheless, it was a nice day today, to be honest. A little bit cool, of course, inside the buildings, at least uh, like where I'm at now. I'm kind of, my legs are freezing, guys. It's, I mean, it's not freezing, freezing, but you know, it's cool. My nose is cold. There's no warmth in this house at all because it's basically been sucked out by the hollow block. But anyways, it's okay. I shouldn't be complaining too much, and I'm really not. I'm just kind of telling you like how it is. Uh, wind's currently very, very light, uh, five, seven miles per hour out of the south, which is on the other side of the house here. So I'm not going to get anything, not that my windows are open, but it's very light here. Temperature should get down to about 51 degrees in the hour before sunrise. So all in all, it's going to be a very nice day. It was a nice day today. We're looking forward to another nice day tomorrow. We'll go into a little bit of a cooling trend into next week. But overall, you know, we're doing well. Temperatures are staying around that 50, 51 overnight low. We're not getting down into the 40s just yet. Maybe in another week, two, three weeks, we'll start to see temperatures fall down to, you know, in the 30s overnight. And that will last for maybe two weeks, you know, like that, a week. It won't last too long. 
Uh, Riyadh has just got some very nice weather. Of course, it's kind of like Palm Springs, Phoenix, that type of thing. So the winters, to those of you who are out there in the L.A. area, the Phoenix area, you know what I'm talking about. Winters generally are very, very nice, although the desert air can bite uh, through the bones if you're not careful out there. Yesterday had something kind of fun. I went out. I didn't go out. I went home early. And I did a two hour and like 30 minutes, well, not that much, maybe two hours and 20 minutes, uh, video pre-recording with Brian Rue at Brian, for Brian Rue's BitChute channel. And they have been, uh, taking it apart, I guess, you know, they're going to put it out in three different clips. Two of those are already out there. So if you'd like to catch the fetch on video, you can go to Brian Rue. As you guys know, I'm not like before. You know, I was always promoting before. I've kind of stepped back a bit over the past year, year and a half, but really over the past year, I've kind of stepped back a little bit. Uh, to me, everything seems to largely be under control. People are active. People are talking. I'm not the only guy out there talking like maybe five, six years ago. The movement per se is much bigger than it was, you know, f- for sure, four or five, six years ago. In fact, we were kind of like laying the foundation for what would become today. You know, we were doing this a long time ago. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, it's nice to get out there and do a little bit of promotion. And so that was kind of nice to be on the Brian Rue show. But I, I watched the first segment. I thought it was pretty good, you know, but then again, it's me. Um but I like it. You know, we had uh, talking really about the elections, life here in Saudi Arabia, a little bit of Kabbalah, a little bit of everything, um, but mainly about the 2020 election, of course. And one of the another thing is, as you know, there's been a lot of people getting deplatformed lately. We had our to those of you who are listening uh, on castbox.fm. Inside the Eye Live was taken down from Castbox on that account. Inside the Ally Primetime was still up. I don't know if they've taken it down. Also, I haven't gone back and taken a look. I actually should probably go do that. But from what I understand, well, not what I understand, uh, castbox.fm. Um, let me just take a look. I'm just kind of curious now. I haven't looked all day today. Uh, but Castbox FM, we had both Inside the Eye Live and Inside the Ally Primetime. I, I separate them for a reason. So that if we have, we do have two different shows, but if they take one down, I don't lose them both. So yeah, it indeed is unpublished. I do have one episode that I reposted at Castbox FM. They're not all that security conscious as some other site. So I just redid the darn thing. So you can go back in and I guess resubscribe to Inside the iLive. All of the, Archives are gone, the the old ones. They they took it down. And, of course, with that, they took down all of you guys who were subscribing. So if you'd like to go back and subscribe, just go right back and do it again. We're not going to shut up. We're not going to be quiet. We're not going to give up. We're not going to back down. And you and I, we've been at this a long time. You as listeners, some of you as participants, we've been doing this a long time. We're very familiar with the intolerant uh nature of this monstrosity that we call a Jewish New World Order, uh, Jewish uh, society, whatever you want to call it. We're very, very aware that first 
they came for the anti-Semites, you know. And then uh, I wasn't an anti-Semite and I didn't want to be identified with supporting them. So I said nothing. And now they've come all the way for the president of the United States, you know, something like that. So, again, they go after the anti-Semites first. We were a long time, 2005, 2004. Actually, I was my first bannings came out like 2002, man, right after uh, 9-11, like 2002, 2003. By 2002, I think I had my very first banning, and then I went through lots of bannings throughout the 2000s, and that's why I actually started Inside the Eye Live, one of the reasons, because like, I just got tired of banning. I would write, 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 and have everything taken down. So I thought, you know what? Screw it. Let me try, to, let me try my hand at radio. And uh, so far, we're still here. Uh, Revolution Radio hasn't taken me down yet. Um, I don't know, but you know we're still here. So, again, inside the eye live at Castbox.fm was un, uh, deplatformed last week. I have reset up the account, same location. Just subscribe back to Inside the Eye Live where I have an episode. I redid last week's episode, so. Uh, everything just the counters go back to zero, everything like that. But nonetheless, we are back up. We're not going to back down from these people whatsoever. And people kind of told me, you know, Fetch, you know, with what's going on in the United States, you really should maybe back down a little bit. You, maybe you should go silent. Maybe you should go quiet until you can read the tea leaves a little bit and see where this is all headed because a Biden administration is going to be an absolute nightmare for patriots across the United States, and maybe it goes and reaches out to even overseas for somebody like yourself. So he said maybe a couple of people have told me maybe you need to be quiet. Maybe you need to shut down your operation for a little bit. And I said, no, I can't really do that. You know, I hear you. I do get it. I understand where you're coming from. I do understand the security implications, but I am somebody that has been committed to fighting what I consider a great evil that has encompassed this entire planet. And I like to see myself as a, a pretty elevated, uh, I don't know if you want to call me a scion, but, uh, you know, somebody that really gets it, somebody that's been doing this a long time, has been given uh, special insights, special privileges, special advantages over my entire lifetime. And not not to say that some of it's not earned, but, you know, that when you are given certain things, it really goes down to that Christian concept. I don't know if you guys are Christians here. I know we have a lot of Christian listeners here, but uh, he, you know, it's, I don't know the paraphrase anymore, but something to the effect that, you know, he who has been given freely should return freely. You know, if you receive gifts freely, then give it back freely. And as when you have certain insight, certain knowledge, you should give it back. You don't need to go silent. And really, there's no room for silence. Now, you know, when I look what's happening, of course, to our friends in the UK, they've got a certain nightmare going on in the UK. I suspect, guys, that something's going to positively break. The reason I say that is because the Ministry of uh, Interior here uh, through the advisement of the Ministry of Health, has said they're going to reopen the country to tourism, which is like huge, huge, not huge, huge, March 31st. So, okay, that's going to be what? Two months, basically a month and 10 days after the supposed Biden, uh, start of the Biden administration. 
But, you know, there's lots of stuff going on. I look what's going on out there. And, of course, I don't want to fill people with any more hopium. I think we have to look at this as we may indeed be in for the long haul towards recapturing the republic. If we do have a Biden administration in the United States, I think we're all looking at some very serious totalitarian moves. We've already seen them. You've got Twitter going after pretty much anybody, 70,000 QAnon accounts taken down this week. Why are you taking down the QAnons? Even those of us who are are patriots per, per se, if you want to use that word again, you know, we're getting tired of the QAnon stuff equally. You know, we're, we just don't see any progress. But the more we look at it in the United States, if you really recall back in March, President Trump gave up the presidency. He signed it away. He gave this over to FEMA. And FEMA, of course, is a, an agency that is uh, more dealing with continuity of government. And we could always look at this as two sides. Because remember, the instruments of power are there and they can be used for ill or not, which means they can also be used for good. I'm not saying they're going to be used for good, but they can be used for good. And right now we have a a guy that I don't have his name, but the guy in front of uh, or heading FEMA, I think a 25-year Marine commander or Marine soldier. And uh, I think FEMA is actually in charge of the U.S. government right now. I, I think I think Trump signed it away again back in March when the COVID-19 thing took off. We've got the national emergency ideas surrounding the election fraud. Now we have 20,000 troops sitting in Washington. They've been handed out weapons and pictures emerged today of Nancy Pelosi being escorted through the Capitol. And you could see clearly the badges of the undercover, uh, whether they're marshals or what, I don't know. But clearly they were federal agents escorting Nancy around. So something is going on. In Washington, D.C., it's not like the Patriots, Trump supporters are going to be going out to Washington, D.C. next week for the inauguration and making a lot of problems. That's just not what we would do. You know, I don't see that happening. Trump has told his people, stand down, just stand down, you know, follow the rule of law and all of that kind of fun stuff. And, of course, we will simply say to Trump, "Okay, we actually do believe in the rule of law. But there is no law right now when you can be taken down and we can be taken down on social media. We're not allowed to speak. You've got fraudsters in the medical industry shutting down our economy, shutting people from being able to move. You've got governors who just basically rule by diktat as if they're dictators of their individual areas of the country. So, yeah, we believe in that, but we also believe that the rule of law means that the government will protect the rights of the people. And that is something where uh, we have a legitimate beef with President Trump. You know, the rights of the people, sure, if you believe in the rule of law, that means that there are laws equally that govern the power of the government itself. And the government should not be able to trounce on the rights of the people. That equally is the rule of law. And that we have not seen now for well over a year, for sure. I mean, it's been bad. But ever since this COVID-19 scam broke, there's been a trampling of the rule of law by the government itself. 
So there was a case, I don't know, 1946, I think it was called the Athens Uprising. And you had some soldiers, they came back from fighting the World War II. You had some very corrupt politicians and corrupt police. And there was actually an armed insurrection against that town. I don't know if it was Athens, Georgia or Athens, Mississippi, but somewhere in the southern areas. And I believe it was called the Athens Insurrection or Athens. I believe that's what it was, but you can check it up in your history books. But there literally was an armed insurrection. The soldiers who came home, they said, we're not going to put up with this crap. And there was a armed confrontation and that government surrendered. Literally, that government surrendered. So to a Mr. Trump, you say, hey, look, we we don't want any violence. You don't represent Trump. Sometimes violence is necessary. So, okay, no problem. We're going to wait till January 20th and see what's going to happen. There's lots of hopium in the air. And, and again, it's not over. And as I see what's happening in the United States today, we're kind of like in the, you know, going into the weekend here. It's kind of like, oh, I don't know, it's the ninth inning, and uh, we're going into the bottom of the ninth. You know, we saw the, uh, what do you call that, the top of the ninth showed the Democrats and the deep state and social media and mainstream, which is Jewish media. What they did is they utilized what appears to be a planned storming of the Capitol, and they use that to shut down the comms of President Trump and really all of us who are supporters of the United States. So we've got now investors, not investors, investigators providing proof now to Trump that really Trump and his people there in Washington had absolutely nothing to do with the January 6th storming of the Capitol. And in truth, it was a pre-planned event. Now, what really is starting to make sense now, and of course we know this, guys, it was the false flag. Like everything else that these people from the left, the government, the deep state, whatever you want to call it, it was a, it was a, it was a false flag, man. They planned it. They had their media there. They had their scripts written. Can you imagine? They're sitting there voting to, to impeach Trump. He was impeached again, by the way, at least from the House side. He won't be convicted by the Senate by any stretch. But can you imagine? They staged this thing, and they immediately impeached the guy. It's so stupid. You know, we're dealing with a government of absolute clowns, absolute losers, and the problem is, is that although we believe in the rule of law, the government does not. And as those people running our, our various institutions, whether it's Congress or the FBI or the Department of Justice, uh, who knows where else, so, so many of these people simply do not, do not support the rule of law. They're criminals. They rig the elections. They rig the primaries. They will do whatever they have to to stay in power. They will make one rules, one set of rules for you, and then they will follow another set of rules for themselves. So, okay, Mr. Trump, we heard you. Rule of law. Okay, well, that should apply to everybody. So where's your Department of Justice? Where's your FBI? All we hear out of the government of Trump 
because Trump, it's your government at this stage, is let's go after the white nationalists. Let's go after the white supremacists. You don't want to do anything about the real problems in America. Perhaps I'm wrong, but I don't think so. I don't think so. Now, we're going really into the in between the innings. We saw now the offense coming from the Democrats and their they had a, a great at bat, you know, they were able to take down the president, they were able to take down Parler, they were able to take down a ton of people out there. They took down my radio show, at least my archives. So they had a big inning. And right now, because it looks like they've won, you know, Trump is looks like he's conceded. He's saying, look, when Biden is something like, you know, the peaceful transition of power to Biden and things like that. I think he actually mentioned Biden like three times down in Texas. So, OK, we're going into the bottom of the ninth and either Trump is going to strike out, you know, you know, the Democrats are going to strike out the side and Trump goes out with a whimper or there's a huge offense planned for the next couple of days. Uh, starting next week. And and you have to wonder, you know, you've got 20, 25,000 troops. You've got FEMA camps, literally FEMA provisional um, tents and things of that nature being set up all around Washington. You have the fall from what we understand of the Italian government today. I haven't confirmed that yet, but it sounds like the Italian government has fallen and then you had this really big story of Steve Pachenik coming out yesterday. Now, I'm not really a Pachenik guy. I know a lot of people have brought me information about Pachenik. And Pachenik is making a wager with Alex Jones of saying, hey, look, if I'm right, you hire me at like $200,000. And if I'm wrong, I'll never be on your show ever again. And I'm like, okay, that sounds like a good bet. I, I mean, I don't have to pay the salary. And uh, Pachenik is saying that the United States is right this very moment in the middle of a coup this time being staged by none other than the military itself, backed by FEMA, which has a continuity of government mandate that Trump himself has signed over to FEMA going all the way back to even March. So we are really in interesting times here. For us, you know, some of the statements coming out of Trump's White House, you know, personal statements even, although we don't get too much of the information now, what is being released is his basic saying, hey, look, kind of stand down, guys. Make it peaceful. Uh, I don't support violence in any way and all of that type of fun stuff. Okay, well, fine. You're still the president. We don't have an illegitimate government yet, and so consequently, fine, you have not protected our rights with all due respect, but then again, we're in the bottom of the night. Let's see what you can do. We're going to – no no reason not to give the guy the benefit of the doubt at this stage. The uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff of the U.S. military have come out with some specific statements that make it look like we are going to follow any legal – legitimate orders coming from the government. It is our standard policy to support the civilian government. We are not here to take any orders that are illegal, which would really mean that they can't do anything for Biden. And I'm really beginning to think here that maybe just speculation here, maybe this ninth inning here, because we are going into the bottom of the ninth inning and uh, the Patriots are at bat. 
uh, maybe they just need to wait for Biden to be formally sworn in, at which case he can be immediately removed. I'll be honest, I don't, I, I don't know about this for a fact, but there are some generals out there and I can't buy, I don't understand it, but they're saying that there are 70, again, these are rumors, but I'm like, really? 75,000 Chinese troops in Canada and like 225 or no, 150,000 or so down in Mexico. I'm like, why? That's a huge logistical issue, man. You know, we've got more troops in Washington, D.C. right now than we have in Afghanistan. And uh, quite for some time, actually. So what's going on in Washington? Are we really witnessing a military coup against the government? I mean, the bottom line is, is that civilian control has failed. Let's be honest. Civilian control of the United States has failed. The courts were given some 80 plus, not just from Trump, 80 plus some odd cases, and they bailed on every single one of them. There has been zero success with the courts in America. They are one of the most, they are one of the most incompetent, failed institutions in America. The various state houses have failed the people. Can you imagine? The, the nation is in, in balance. And the idiots in Pennsylvania are like, well, we're going to stay home for a month. Same in, same in Arizona. So, okay, the state houses have failed the American people. The secretaries of state, everybody, the civilian government doesn't function anymore. They've literally allowed for a coup against the United States. That's where we're at today. We have... Just five, six days to go before theoretically this government will inaugurate an illegitimate president, a vice president who does not even have legal standing to be a president. So how can you be a vice president with the way the system works? That's just stupid. And you know, we've heard so much about legal standing, right? Well, why aren't we holding people like Kamala Harris responsible for legal standing? By the way, did she ever resign? I haven't heard that yet. So we got five days to go. When does she resign? Two minutes before she's sworn in. Here's my resignation. She just kind of brushes the sweat off her brow and she accepts the vice presidential nomination or, or inauguration. Is that what happens here? So it's all very interesting as we head forward. You know, we're in really in between innings. We saw the Democrats, what they did. That was their at bat. And their at bat was to stage an insurrection. (laughs) Can you imagine that? These people are that stupid. They really are that stupid. The Democrats staged an insurrection against the United States on their own Capitol building, which is our house. And that was that going into the top of the ninth, man. All right, we're going into a break, everyone. Inside the Eye Live Primetime. Back after you. All right, welcome back. It's the Fetch Inside the Eye Live Primetime. It is Thursday, January the 14th, 2020. Good Thursday afternoon. 
And in the early evening, everybody, hope you're having a great day. It's uh, late here, 2.31 in the morning. Uh, I did take a short nap, maybe about a two-hour nap. That's been kind of like my style lately. Rather than trying to make it through to the end of the day till 4 o'clock, I kind of give myself a two-hour power nap from like 8 to 10 or 9 to 11, something like that. Uh, today I grabbed some popcorn, you know, I thought, okay, that's kind of cool. Went to a really nice, uh, Italian restaurant today. Uh, we had some people from Italy here, guests, and, uh, they've been here a while. So they asked us to come out to discuss some things about what's happening. So went to a really nice Italian place and, you know, we were talking about Riyadh. You know, and how it's become over the past, you know, five, seven, ten years. All of us have been coming here since, you know, early 2000s. I know my first trip, it was 2006. So, you know, how things have changed. And one of the things that Riyadh is actually becoming famous for is its cuisine, its restaurants. We have some of the finest restaurants here. Apparently there's a, an Italian restaurant here. I don't know the name of it, but they're telling me it's like $500 a plate. And it's like, leave me on mine. Even if it's for my colleagues, that's too much, you know. And, uh, but from what I'm being told, the food is absolutely superb. Five stars, six stars, seven star, whatever the case you want to call it. And the service is equally there. So the, the Italians say, no, you know, we travel, you know, these are travel agents actually. So they said, no, we travel all over the world. And they're saying that Riyadh, believe it or not, is one of the scenes for high end top quality restaurants, which I didn't know because I don't spend my money on that. You know what I mean? I don't, I'm not out there spending a hundred bucks a, a plate. I'm, I hate to spend 20 bucks a plate. I'm cheap, but uh, interesting stuff. I didn't know that. I kind of learned that today. So I had a very nice Italian place. I didn't even know about this place. You know what I mean? It's a, it's in one of the kind of like the Beverly Hills of Riyadh. So I don't go into the Beverly Hills of Riyadh because although I can afford it, I don't want to afford it. You know what I mean? I just don't want to pay. But nonetheless, it was quite a nice place. I'll tell you, a giant place, uh, fabulous food. And, and we didn't order. We, we let the gal, one of the gals order for us. And so she was ordering up all this traditional cuisine, some of it from Sicily, some of it from Milano, some of it from Brescia. And, but it was all good. I'm a, I'm not a huge Italian fan, but I certainly don't dislike Italian. You know, I do like Italian food. Uh, but it was a good day today. Sheldon Adelson, the big Trump supporter, I guess he died this week. He's going to be buried up in the Mount of Olives. He's going to be shipped over to Israel where he, I guess he can become dust to dust, uh, in a country that supports, um, you know, unilateral hatred. I mean, I think the Israeli people are probably one of the most hate filled people on planet earth you know they are stupid they believe in their fairy tales to the degree that where you can't talk to them so they're he's they're going to bury this guy apparently on the mount of olives in jerusalem tomorrow from what i understand and that will be in accordance with his wish to be buried in israel and this plane that was carrying again adelson played a huge role in american politics you know some a mafia guy he was a I, I would assume he's mafia. Maybe I don't know that for a fact. But the guy did, of course, run various casinos and things of that nature. 
So, you know, he contributed a lot, especially to the GOP, especially to Donald Trump. So he's played quite a role. Let's move out to 786. Hi, welcome to Inside the Eye Live. Yes, hello. Hi. Yes, hi, welcome to Inside the Eye Live. Oh, yeah, you, you can hear me? Yeah, you're coming through fine. Great. Okay, yeah, I, I just want to say, uh, Miss Pelosi, uh, the filth that she's pulling on our country with uh, illegal immigration, but here uh, we, we, we got, um, she's got this multi-million dollar home, got homeless all over San Francisco, and nobody arrested her, and Feinstein were having a Chinese spy in her office. Uh, you got bots or all the criminal activities they do, they, they've done with China, and here they're going after Trump, but it's these demon rats who be arrested for sanctuary cities, for um, all this filth that's uh, spewing out of uh, Pelosi's filthy mouth saying that white people are guilty for black people dying from the COVID, the coronavirus, and white, white guilt, white privilege. Well, you know what? They can have my dose. They can take my dose if I have white privilege. They can take my dose of uh, COVID for, for them, okay? <laughs> Pete Pelosi. And Pete Pelosi is talking about uh, uh, um, how bad white he is and, and the poor illegals. There's eight and a half million people in California. Who's paying for all this? They get better health care than we do. That's in one state. Texas has got, what, two million illegals. It's insanity. And all we got to hear is filthy communist Bolshevik nonsense out of these demon rats or trying to take orange man down, orange man bad. No. It's got to stop and desist immediately. And these people should be put in prison. Pelosi and all these demon rats. They're the ones that have spewing the hate. They're the ones that's trying to take the white culture out of existence. It's pitiful. And Pete Pelosi lives in a $12 million home in San, San, uh, San Francisco, and her husband's worth like $600 million? Yeah, I think How much she, money she sold? Yeah, I think she's worth no, even by herself. Yeah, I think by herself she's worth like $235 million now. And yes, what's her salary? $140,000 a year? But and her, she's, uh, and, and, and Newsom's, her, Newsom's related to her. I believe so, yes. I think I've heard that. But listen, to have these Democrats get away with this filthy spew, these Zog agents are, are doing is disgusting. And who, is. who gives these rights to a minority? That two per, what's that back? What the hell is going on here? What, what's going on with these uh, Zog having they're only 2% of the population that control all the media? Who, who allowed this? Yes, I agree, man, on that one. Uh, we're going to have a little segment on that coming up. Did you see Pelosi, though, the two pictures coming out of Washington? One, she was being escorted by federal agents, clearly. And if you look closely, she's got a black eye. Somebody, excuse my language, somebody somebody took out her right eye. She's got a black eye. Well, they did, they did that. They did that. They did that out of Harry Reid. Remember Harry Reid had a black eye? Yes. That idiot. I do. In fact, many, many, many politicians have had the black eye treatment, but she's, she's got a huge hey, black eye this. now. Yeah, go ahead. Why is it, why is it that, uh, uh Donald Trump's, all his, uh, social media has been taken down, but Louis Farrakhan still can spew all the crap he does. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised that the ADL and APEC are allowed to spew their crap. You know what I mean? I don't care about Farrakhan so much. He's not, he's nothing for me. What, what I want to see is I want to see Jewish, the ADL, and APAC taken down. They're the ones promoting the really huge anti-white hatred. Well, I agree. I agree a lot of that. So, you know, uh, 
you know, on the some... problem. The problem is though, we allowed we allowed them. We've allowed these Zog agents to get this power because you know they, they used to be very when when they started Warner Brothers, they were very conservative. The Jews, they were to make their women wear dresses to their ankles. Now who's running? Uh, who's running? And uh, what's going on in Van Nuys, California? You want to tell me? You know, I haven't been in Van Nuys in gosh, fifteen years. What's going on? What do you think? Who do you think runs that industry? Well, come over on. There? Of course, it's the Jewish people. They're up all in Chatsworth with their porn video productions up in Chatsworth and uh, Van Nuys, and of course in Sino, they got their homes up in the hills, you know, in the foothills there, and run their their porn from their homes from there. I would assume that's what they were doing back in the fifth or the two thousand. So. Yeah, they're all throughout. You then know, we have Burbank. a thing back in the Bible called Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, they've created Sodom called and Gomorrah. Called Decadence and Decay. Yeah, that's what they've created here for sure. Okay, well, you know, th- thanks for taking my call. You're a great American. God bless you. And uh, there's so much more to talk about, but right now I'll let it go. So I know you're probably got another call. But well, no. What's going on with Pelosi, the pig, and uh, all these demon rats is, is appalling. Well, it's welcome. appalling to me. They I didn't, I didn't get your name. You're a new caller, I think, to the show. Is that correct? Just yeah, first Tom. name, just mm-hmm. first name. You don't have to give full name, of course. Yeah, Tom, just Tom. That's all. yeah. Okay, my Tommy. Okay, Tom. Great. That Tommy, nice. Tommy, whatever. You Tom, want. Tommy. All right, Tom. Thanks for calling, and appreciate Tommy it. Tommy AK. Just Tommy, Tommy AK. Mister AK. <laughs> okay, cool. Just AK four. No, we can't say AK forty seven. I'm like, oh my god, they're promoting violence. Okay, Tommy. Thanks so much. Call back again. No, AK stands for America. America. Tommy America. There you go, man. All right, Tommy, thanks so much for the call. Appreciate it. God bless you, man. Thanks, man. All right, cool. New caller there. Telephone numbers. Anybody would like to call in, guys, we do have an open phone policy here. And that means that anybody is allowed to call in for the most part. We're very open. We don't censor too much. And uh, feel free to call in. Even some people we don't agree with, we allow onto the phones, and it's okay. So if you'd like to call in again, 323-275-1314. That's 1-323-275-1314. You know, I've been seeing a lot of things, you know, like with the social media implosion. They're talking a big game about how Twitter – and Facebook have lost about $51 billion in capitalization over the past couple of days since they let, uh, not they let, since they canceled pretty much the, not the entire, but let's just say probably 80% of the conservative market out there, uh, starting with the president. Can you imagine they actually took down a standing president of the United States? You want to talk about chutzpah overreach. When I talk about chutzpah overreach, this is what I mean. They go so far that you just cannot take your eyes off them. And an interesting thing came out here about, uh, <laughs> you know, they're right. They're so right. You know, they've got pictures of some of the soldiers in Washington, D.C. right now. And I'll tell you what. It says here, imagine storming the beaches of Normandy today, and there's just no way. No way. I'll be honest. Yeah. This army, this army today is nowhere near 
where it was up into the 50s, even up into the Vietnam War when it was largely a European army, Western European American army. Uh, let's go to 604 air code. Hi, welcome to Inside the Eye Live. Sunshine Jim SJ at Rev Radio. Uh, say that again. I'm sorry. Go ahead. This is SJ. SJ, hi, welcome, <laughs> man. Welcome. Well, I've often complimented you in chat, and I just wanted to call and thank you for uh, providing information from that part of the world. It's wonderful to have that access. And i got to admit, the food that you got sounded delicious, and I'm sure it was. It really was. I don't know what the hell it was either, man. It's like some Italian name, uh, but it was good. I don't know what it was, but it was – you know what's interesting? They make like a, a potato chip. It's like, no, this is, this is, we make it, then we bake it. And so basically it was like potato chips. I said, this is yours. And they said, yeah, you know, we figured you'd like it. You're American. And it was like these potato, it's just potato <laughs> chips. And I'm like, okay, this is good, man. And then the, the I did you know get lasagna, happened, by the but... way, the lasagna. I knew lasagna, but it was absolutely fantastic too. Oh, it's a mind blower. What happened? What happened was you looked. A family restaurant. Got a little delay. I'm going to bring up and just wanted to thank you. Yeah, you're like drifting in and out. I'm not sure why that is, but appreciate the uh, nice words. Because um, you're. Yeah, that's yeah. What you can try to do is just if you have a bad connection, just call right back, guys. Don't be afraid. You can always call right back. It's okay because sometimes that happens. Uh, it has to do from what I'm being told. The various codecs on cell phones are not working all that well with the Skype call in number, something like that effect. So you could always just call right back. Uh, there was something here. Let's see here. Yeah, okay. Jack Dorsey, he, of course, is the CEO of Twitter. And as far as I'm concerned, this is just my opinion, Jack Dorsey is a traitor. Uh, I think he's involved in covering up election fraud. He's a criminal, he, but also he's a traitor. Uh, but he's clearly involved in covering up election fraud. He's a national security risk. You simply just should not be able to take down the, the standing president of the United States. Uh, this is huge, a huge example of chutzpah overreach. And he put out a tweet here today. It says, I do not celebrate or feel pride in our having to ban at real Donald Trump from Twitter or how we got here. After a clear warning, we'd take this action. We made a decision with the best information we had based on threats to physical safety, both on and off Twitter. Was this correct? Well, Mr. Dorsey, uh, we've already learned because we're smarter than the idiots that you hire. Because as we know, the leftist agenda is driven by peer idiocy we are looking you can you can you you can hold your ground here guys they're idiots twitter is staffed by nothing but idiots they're stupid people and because they're stupid they cannot compete 
in a world of free-flowing ideas. They can only stifle discussion because they are grade-A certified idiots. Twitter, Jack Dorsey, is a criminal. He is a traitor to the United States. If arrests do come, he should be high on the priority list of being taken down by any type of government takeover, meaning military takeover. He poses a threat to the United States and the world at large. James O'Keefe put out a statement here. Jack, we have insiders within your company coming to us literally about to blow the whistle on you. I've never seen such an influx of tech whistleblowers in my life. Reach out to us on our signal at the appropriate number. So signal is another application. Apparently, it's a, a very highly secured instant messaging. I believe it's an IM type of service, but it's a messaging service that you can get. And Google, again, Google, bright guys, they know their coding world, right? But when you break down their social skills, their social responsibilities as a corporation, again, leftist, largely H1B visa holder idiots. Oh, Telephones are good. Okay, let's go out to 314 Art. Hi, welcome to Inside the iLife. Google. Hey, I'm going to turn my speaker off. Yeah, yeah. Um, how you doing? I'm doing great, uh, man. Don't forget, don't forget Zuckerberg. Uh, I didn't get to him yet, but absolutely. Zuckerberg is I mean, a traitor. Sure, Pichai. They're all yeah, traitors. I'm sure you were fictions here, but Zuckerberg is a criminal as well. Uh, 100%. All of them are. The owners of ABC, CBS, NBC, PBS, uh, CNN, MSNBC, all of them. You know, Disney owns ABC, so I guess Disney are criminals too. Yeah, I heard Disney's now on a thread. There are parks. You know what's interesting about this, Art? I was thinking today. Jews have really thrown in their entire assets on this operation. Their sports are gone because that was one of their main controlling areas of America. They controlled sports in America. It's gone. The news, they basically thrown in these franchises. They're wasted. The national media, as far as print, it's gone. Jewish power, you know, they're their real power bases where, you know, they held all that soft power over Americans. They blo- they blown it. They threw everything in, and they've lost big. It's just a matter of time before we start coming after these people. That's how I see it. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, well, uh, I can't I can't get any news uh, because I've got uh, I've got my uh, my Wi-Fi through the local cable company and. Uh, I can't get uh, Newsmax, but they're not that great, but at least it's something. I can't get Newsmax or OAN, um, you know, or anything. I can't get, I I can't even get Fox News Channel. Um, um, I was getting it through my phone from somebody that sent me a, a, uh, 
sent me uh, whatever you call it. Uh, they sent me something, and I'd click on that on my phone, and I could get the, the news channel because I canceled my cable. But uh, I can't even get that. So I can't get any news at all. You're the only news I can get right now. Wow. That, may, that puts a little bit of onus on me to bring at least some interesting stories, eh? It really sucks. Because I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it does. Well, you know, I'll just try to fill you in. We're going to have Pastor Eli James, by the way. He's going to come on uh, hour number two of the show. Maybe he can fill you in. I know he's probably listening now. Maybe he can bring some stories equally. And then we're going to have James Perloff uh, is going to come in. Uh, okay. Saturday. Anything, any news I can get, I'll be happy to get. I'll let you go. Okay, thanks, Art. Thank you. Yeah, you know, also what Art is describing, everybody, people in Saudi Arabia are complaining equally. Uh, huge. A lot of people don't understand. Uh, you can take it for a grain of salt, whatever, but there's a huge amount of soft power between America and Saudi. And the soft power doesn't come from our government, the soft power that America has with Saudi comes from you, the people. And how is that affected? Because we have had so many hundreds and hundreds of thousands of educated Saudis go to Saudi Arabia. And yeah, there's some failures there, guys. We recognize that. We've have, in fact, we have, we speaking from the Saudi side, right? Back when we were running this, not we, but, you know, Saudis were running this operation, they had a 95% failure rate of Saudis coming to America. 95% failure rate. It was huge. They were spending tons of money, but they were, like anything else, the top 5% would rise to the top, and you have then your educated elite. And those are the people that make the changes. And they're not being influenced by the government of the United States. This elite is being influenced by you, the people, the great American people themselves. When they go out and they meet you guys in, let's say, Kansas, or they meet you in New York, or in Boston, or Los Angeles, or Irvine, or San Diego, or wherever they may have met you, it was the generosity and the kindness of the American people that affected the soft power that we see today. And a lot of Americans don't even understand that that is actually happening because you're just naturally yourself. We're a kind, decent, honest, hardworking people. We're fair. We're, we're friendly. We don't, admi- we don't mind inviting somebody. And that's, that's good. I mean, that's just hospitality. Heck, I, I come here and I get to go to places. It's again, the hospitality is returned. And you can see how citizens, just people, just being themselves in their own natural environments can have a positive effect and make this a better planet. See, we can do that between us here in Saudi, because I'm here, and America. We can do that all day long because we're actually good people. We have a lot of great people back and forth. You can't do that with the Israelis. That You just can't. They're, they're like you go into you go into any discussion with a Jew somewhere, and it's like you're on pins and needles. You're afraid to say anything because you know you're dealing with an idiot. I mean, literally, you're dealing with an idiot, uh, uh, a child, uh, a mental midget, 
in spite of all their intelligence, you're dealing with mental midgets. And that that's why nobody wants to be with them. It's like, oh, I... I mentioned the Holocaust in a way that they weren't happy about. You know, next thing you know, they're they're throwing fits like a bunch of children. It's insane. But the reality is, guys, is that the soft power comes from we the people. And we should never forget that. We should never give up our base of who we are. And I know that Jewish power structures, they're working overtime, literally overtime to make all of this stuff that we have built disappear from the planet. You know, when we look at what's going on, we have a Republican system in America. And again, it's also elsewhere, but I'm just going to focus on the United States today. We've had a situation over the past year where a Democratic, leftist, Marxist, Jewish, communist, Bolshevik, whatever you want to call it, uh, political platform, political or engine, political organization. They have openly aided and abetted supporters of President Trump being attacked on the street, uh, beaten, killed, and they've never said a word about that. But they have been in open rebellion against really white Trump supporters. We have now seen to where they have engineered and the ADL, a Jewish organization, a Jewish hate organization, a, an extremist organization, they were behind the plat- deplatform. They were part of the deplatforming. But you have a president who is backed by 80 million plus citizens or supporters, whatever you want to call it, and they've deplatformed the guy. We have had massive voter fraud in six key states in the country. And the reality of it is, is that it's the entire country because nobody getting elected nowadays is legitimate. Gavin Newsom's not legitimate. The local mayor is not legitimate. The congressmen that are being sent to Washington and congresswomen, they're not legitimate. There is nothing legitimate about the voting cycle anymore. That's what we've learned through 2020. We've had six months of essentially BLM and Antifa goons literally causing something like six plus, seven plus billion dollars of damage across the United States. We have watched as these Antifa scum, these Bolshevik radical, I don't know, insane idiots coming out of the university system. They're setting up their own autonomous zones like this is our country now this is our border this is ours we've had governments across the country from michigan to california and elsewhere new york of course pennsylvania same states where we see all this massive voter corruption we've had these endless lockdowns as if somehow the american people are supposed to bow down to the diktats of some punk pretending to be a governor, as if somehow a governor gets to decide, and as if somehow a medical idiot who calls himself a medical health professional, oh, I've just decided, I've decided. Again, these people are committing acts of treason and violence against the American people. 
So we would then say to a Mr. Trump who does not want to be seen as promoting violence, okay, Mr. Trump, violence is being committed by the state. Violence is being committed by agents of the state. Okay, if you promote law and order, why have you never done a thing about Whitmer in Michigan? So the people of Michigan are not supposed to violently go against this. They're supposed to, you can't even vote. You can't do anything. So basically they're just supposed to stand, sit on their hands and do nothing. America was not founded under this style of, oh, let's wait for King George to go ahead and give us our freedom. So there's a disconnect here between directions. And although nobody wants to see things go hot, nobody wants to see the entire country plunged into darkness because of inactivity equally by the very people who are responsible for law and order. And that would be the president himself, his DOJ, his FBI. He's the chief magistrate of the country. Then you got a bunch of Trump people. They walk around Washington, D.C. for a few hours on January the 6th. And the next thing you know, it's considered an open rebellion against the United States, in which case they shut everybody and everything down. The comms get completely dropped. Chutzpah overreach. Chutzpah overreach is exactly what this is. For the life of me, guys, I have no idea going back to Washington. But here's what I think. I think we're in between innings, guys. I honestly think we're in between innings. We have thousands upon thousands upon thousands of soldiers now sitting in Washington, D.C. They're lining all this area. Is this really, really to protect Biden? Seems like CNN thinks so. Seems like ABC, NBC, MSNBC, the Congress. Oh, it's great. We got all these soldiers here. Yeah. I suspect really there might be something else going on. We're just setting up the, the lineup for the for the ninth inning, the bottom of the ninth. We're going to see one way or the other. It's only a five days away. It's not like this. we can wait. We can wait five more days. We did our job. Seriously, the American people, everybody, we did our job. We supported, we kept the motivation up. We the, the people went out. Trump, quite frankly, to his credit, was amazing at getting the votes out. The people can only do what they can do. Now it's up to Trump. Forget the DOJ. The DOJ is a criminal organization. Seriously, unless the DOJ can show us otherwise. The FBI, they're just so Jewish, it's freaking stupid. Seriously, the FBI is so Jewish, it's stupid. Oh, let's go after white supremacists. What a bunch of idiots. Seriously, you guys are idiots in the FBI, if that's how you think. But then again, we know the corruption in America is that bad. When you have airline pilots putting birds down on the ground halfway through a flight to kick people off the plane because they're triggered you know you got a huge problem with idiots in positions of power. Can you imagine you're running an airline and you got some stupid jackass pilot 
putting a bird down halfway through the fight because somebody was talking about Trump. Oh, my gosh. Oy vey, this is terrible. And that's America today. You, We have so many idiots everywhere. You know what? You know how we could solve a lot of the unemployment problems in America today? We go on a leftist rant and we get rid of every single idiot in every single job and we take over those jobs and we start to rebuild the country and we tell these people stay the hell out of the way or, or, or else. And that's because that's what they're doing to everybody, by the way, in America. You know, they're just banning everybody uh, just by starting. The ADL, Anti-Defamation League. The country is in the middle of a coup. No doubt about it. Guys, this is a coup. It's a coup on the left. It's a Bolshevik coup. And perhaps we're watching a military coup. But the ADL, tone deaf as always, here they are. This is today with World Jewish Congress. We call on companies operating online marketplaces to strengthen and enforce policies banning products, promoting or glorifying white supremacy, racism, Holocaust denial, trivialization, or any other type of hatred or violence. Again, can you imagine the chutzpah of these idiots? How about we just make a statement? We're calling on all marketplaces to ban everything Jewish because Jews are supremacists. They don't like Americans, so we need to get rid of everything Jewish in our country. Because that's exactly what the ADL is saying to white Americans today. Everything that is white American, unless it bows down to Jewish idiocracy, it must be deleted from the Internet. It must be deleted from our society. So who's at war with you? China, 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 or is it these freaking idiots sitting in these positions of power in the Jewish community? I would venture it's the Jewish people themselves. ADA calls on tech companies to enforce policies banning anti-Semitic and hate products. Again, Jews, what, you Jews? You Jews decide for all of us Americans what we can do? Is that really where this is at? Okay, who are the enemies of the American people then? It's Jewish people. If they support these policies, Jewish people are the problem. Again, first they came for the anti-Semites. Then they took down the entire country because the anti-Semites were telling the truth about Jewish hatred of Western civilization. That is just a fact, everybody. Uh, you know, we're going to have uh, Pastor Eli James coming on here. Oh, you know what? <laughs> they still haven't fixed that. I'm just going on like a monkey here. And uh, <laughs> I'm just going on like a monkey. And uh, they they don't give me the brakes. We got to fix that, guys. You got to give me the brakes at the bottom of the hour. Today it's okay because I, uh, I was doing okay. But let me bring on uh, Pastor Eli James now because he's standing by. And uh, they didn't give me a break. So, Pastor, if you're listening, hang tight. I'm going to call you right now. And uh, he's being rung up. And uh, he is now connected. Pastor Eli James, how are you, man? Welcome back to Inside yeah. the Eye Live. They didn't yeah, give me the bottom, of the, yeah. the bottom of the hour break. Okay. 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 We might have a little echo for a little while, but it should go away. Yeah, I'm going to turn you okay. down a little bit. Turn you down a little bit. Because I hear okay. the echo too. I hear the echo too. 
Okay, try that again. Are you on a? You're on your phone or what? No, I'm on my computer headset. Because I have massive feedback even from you. From you. Okay. Okay. Is there? I could call in. Maybe yeah, you can call in if you'd like. See if that'll go away. See if that'll go away. Yeah, maybe that'll work. Okay, let me call you. Okay, fair enough. All right, Pastor Eli James is going to call right back. That was absolutely terrible. I don't know why that was happening, but uh, it is what it is. So he's either going to call in or he's going to try. There he goes. Let's see if this one works. All right, let's see. Does this one work a little bit better? Is that better? Oh, heck of, no, you're fine now. Okay, excellent. I've turn you down a little story. bit, and post-production will pop you back up and get you back to normal volume. Okay. Anyways, yeah. welcome back, man. Long time. You've been giving me a lot of great yeah. information on Skype. I do read everything that you send to me. And you've been kind of all over this COVID-19 election fraud stuff. And I say you've been writing and saying some really great stuff. So I said, all right, let's bring you back, man. It's been a while. So thanks for coming back. Yeah. Absolutely. So just get right into it, guys. It's Pastor Eli James. You can hear him over on Eurofolk Radio. Uh, What time are your shows, uh, Pastor? Well, I'm usually live on weekends. And uh, Friday nights, 7. Well, I'll just make all my times. Eastern, 8 Eastern. Eastern. And then Saturday morning and Saturday morning and Saturday morning and Oh man, we got really major infinite feedback. Unless uh, it seemed to have stopped all of a sudden. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I just. But yeah, it's terrible. But connection, dude. Yeah, it just it seems to have stopped all of a sudden. Okay. All right. So if you can still hear me, we're good. Okay, I can hear you. Okay, I can hear you. But I'm hearing me twice. Yeah, on your folk radio, uh, uh, Friday nights at 8 Eastern, Saturday mornings, 8 uh, Eastern, and then 8 Eastern again uh, Saturday nights uh, with a restoration hour. And then uh, Sunday morning at 7.30 a.m. Uh, and noon uh, on Sundays. Virtually all of that is identity stuff, although restoration hour, we tend to do a lot of politics and uh, you always come to people on Fridays. We do more politics as well. Okay. But uh, I've uh, basically put out a statement, which I believe I sent to you. And uh, let me just go through it. It's very, it shouldn't take more than a minute. Okay. Sure. And it says, uh, what we are witnessing is the culmination of 100 years of intrigue by the Rothschilds, who created the Federal Reserve Bank for the purpose of controlling our economy. They have used threats, intimidation, bribery, blackmail, and assassination in order to bring America to the brink. Who do you think assassinated Kennedy? Their control of mass media, public education, Hollywood, the UN, NATO, and even global religion, the false prophet of the revelation, has enabled them to fool an entire planet by dumbing down the masses and manipulating us with fear porn, otherwise known as Corona Madness. Read Revelation chapter 17 through 19. This is the empire of merchants prophesied by John. As my listeners have heard me say many times, the Rothschilds intend to do to America exactly what they did to Christian Russia, the Bolshevik coup. It has taken them 100 years to de-Christianize us to the point of exhaustion. 
Satan will wear out the saints, as prophesied in the Old Testament. They have financed all the war since the French Revolution, and the sheeple are clueless. This is why John calls it Mystery Babylon. It is time to wake up to who the Antichrist is. Over to you, Dennis. I, I'm trying to keep things okay, from echoing here because I'm echoing too much coming through on your side. Coming through on your side. Okay. So I don't know if your headphones are high or what. I'm not sure why it's happening. I'll try to. I'll try to lower mine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a little bit better. So yeah, that's better. It's probably coming through your headphones equal. I lowered you also, right. just so you know. Okay. Yeah, everything's fine. Everything's great. Okay, yeah, I, of course, I don't take it from the Christian perspective all that much, but certainly I do understand there is a roadmap game plan, uh, certainly encoded in many of these ancient books. And so I'm not going to discount it either. Uh, the Rothschilds clearly have been at this for quite some time. I do really believe they are looking to take over the United States and just wipe it out and not sure they can accomplish that, but they certainly seem to be right on the cusp of finally completing that. They've engineered all these wars over time and space. Uh, where do you think we are at, quite frankly, with what's happening in Washington, D.C. today? Uh, you've got 10, 12, 15,000 troops. Uh, you had Pachenik coming on Alex Jones's show yesterday saying, Alex, we're in the middle of a military coup, man. You don't get it. This is a military coup against the coup plotters that happened during the election. Where do you stand on this idea? Okay, well, let's just go through what happened that day, uh, January 6th. And uh, we had uh, Donald Trump invite all of these patriots to come to Washington, D.C. And so I guess there were a million or more. It was a pretty hefty total of uh, patriots coming to town. And uh, at the rally, Donald Trump said, okay, we're going to march over to the Capitol building. And whether Donald Trump is involved or not, that was a setup. Because what happened was, and every source that I've checked out confirms, except for mass media, of course, <laughs> mass media does not confirm that either Antifa uh, probably just Antifa, not Black Lives Matter. There weren't too many Black Lives Matter agitators there that I could see. And plus, uh, a, a Trump pro-Trump rally would not include too many blacks. It would have some, but just a few. So they could infiltrate it with Antifa, white people uh, putting on Trump hats and waving Trump flags and marching side by side with the Trumpsters. And the information I have, and Alex Jones pretty much put the same information out uh, shortly after I had pretty much determined this is the case, that it was the Antifa people who were smashing in the windows, who got into the building and turned over furniture and smashed stuff inside the building. But actually, when the Antifa was smashing the windows, there were patriots there who fought them off. So, of course, mass media doesn't get into that whatsoever. You know, people being fought off. Uh, and you know, so the, the narrative from mass media has been totally that all of this was done by white pro-Trump rioters, which they never refer to Antifa and Black Lives Matter when they burn cities down <laughs> as rioters. They, they refer to them as peaceful protesters. And then once inside... Uh, Ashley Babbitt, who was one of the uh, you know, mo more vocal people there, uh, 
she she shouldn't have. She tried to break in through a, a window, or maybe she was just trying to poke her head in to see what was going on. But uh, when she did that, she was immediately shot by one of the Capitol building police. Okay. So my contention is that none of the violence was caused by Trump, uh, Trump supporters. It was all caused by the police themselves or by Antifa posing as Trump supporters. Uh, your comment. Uh, I would actually support a lot of what you just said there equally. The the Babbitt story, there seems to be a little bit of controversy on the Babbitt story. Maybe she, this is a false flag type of shooting equally. Uh, again, I don't know. We're not there. We're just trying to read what we see on the paper. But yeah, I think this was a setup. I honestly think this was a, a democratic plan, deep state plan to make it look like Trump was doing it. As we all know, the timeline now doesn't fit. Trump was not finishing his speech to 111. The first gates were broached or breached at uh, 1246. So they weren't listening to Trump. They were out on their own. It's a 40-minute walk from where Trump was speaking because of the crowd size. So it never could have had anything to do with Trump. This is a pure setup. So my point is it's probably a deep state leftist democratic ploy to paint the Trump people to use that as the pretext to impeach Trump. As, as just part of it. And then, of course, take down our comms, which would be uh, our social media accounts, our archives, our everything that we have up on the net. So I, I think this was honestly uh, a false flag done by insurrectionists. The Democratic Party, deep state people had nothing to do with us on the right. Absolutely zero. I agree 100%. So, but nevertheless, we're being blamed as we always are. Yeah, well, that was the whole plan. Them. Yes, that yeah. was their plan, 100%. Right. They use this as they need – that's how they – you know that, uh, Eli. That's how they do this. They always need to have some type of false flag to, to build their narrative against. You know, I call them dreidel points, but – and that's all this was. They They had the script already written. They, they had their yeah. plan already written. They knew what they were going to do. They were going to take Trump down. It didn't matter. They just needed the pretext to do it. This was all planned. And I think uh, uh, that's going to come out soon enough. Honestly, I think that's yes. going to come out soon enough. You know, you look at the uh, the military buildup in Washington. Uh, do you kind of like concur with a Pachenik that we might be staring at a literal military coup right now against the civilian government in Washington or the pending civilian government? I don't think they're going to go that far, but uh, you know, certainly uh, uh, Trump still has one ace in his deck, uh, namely the uh, 2018 insurrection. I don't know if he signed that already, but there was an executive order uh, to declare the election false given sufficient evidence. And uh, there's definitely sufficient evidence, okay? Mm. Uh, the, plan, the plan was to announce all that during the Capitol Hill hearing on the 6th, but very little of that got read into the record before the so-called stormtroopers entered the building. Now, another thing that uh, suggests this is a false flag is we have video, and uh, let me just refer you to InfoWars. I, I hate to refer to Alex Jones. But he has actually the best video on this whole caper. Uh, Infowars.com forward slash posts forward slash false flag attack at the D.C. Capitol building. 
So that's probably still the front page story on his website where you can see that the Capitol Police opened the door and let people in. Okay. My first feeling was, okay, well, maybe these cops are friendly because it looked to me like they were all patriots, right? And nonviolent patriots too. I mean, they were definitely nonviolent. But then a little while later, then it began, it began to be rowdy. Okay. Now I think uh, you know what uh, mob mentality is like, right? Of course. If you're in the middle of a large group of people and somebody starts running in one direction and uh, and there's an attack and you know other people will run over just to see what's going on, other people will run the other way because <laughs> oh no, there's trouble, right? And, uh, and then there was uh, fisticuffs inside the Capitol building. So what was that all about? You know, uh, are the uh, patriots? Uh, punching each other? I don't think so. Okay. And then later on, we see two guys dressed in clearly big burly guys dressed in military gear. And Doc Waterman said that those are military style backpacks they had on with, we presume, the laptops they stole from uh, Nancy Pelosi's office. Okay, and then whatever else they got in there. But if that's the case, none of that evidence, except for maybe a couple of letters that uh, purport to be from that computer where she's telling uh, Democrats to uh, blame Trump for everything, whatever comes, but they've already been doing that. So that's not nothing new. So uh, everything, everything points to the fact that this is another Charlottesville, Dennis, yet another Charlottesville. And boy, they have perfecting their art since Charlottesville. Yeah, I think okay. you might be right on that one. This is a, I think it's a Charlottesville style operation, but I, there's so many facets going on, like the military coming in to take that. I, I don't see that side of it really caring about the Charlottesville side. In other words, it's certainly something the FBI is interested. It's something that the DOJ, uh, the Democrats, uh, Jewish power structures in America, those are things that they're interested in pushing and peddling. And then, of course, you had the FBI coming out, what was it, yesterday, saying there's going to be armed insurrection at uh, all 50 capitals. Uh, do you hear anything yeah. about that story? Yeah, I, I saw that. I didn't even bother to click on it because I thought that was false info. That, uh, no, uh, you know, anybody, any patriots who are still reeling from all of the horrible propaganda from January 6th are not going to be inclined to do it again a week later. Okay, I don't see that. So if anything, it's another you know attempt to blame things on the right you know, being committed by the left. Okay, so everybody knows, they should know that George Soros and the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and the Democratic Party have been funding Antifa and Black Lives Matter for who knows how long. Who knows how long? Okay, yet mass media never says a word about it. Uh, the only airwave broadcast station i know that ever talks about this is one america news they're on the airwaves i forget what channel they're on in here in chicago but they talk about these things but no no other airwave uh, media corporation talks about these things at all okay all you get is the left-wing narrative mainstream media narrative and of course the rothschild blaming blaming everything on white people and of course you know uh, joe biden come out and st stated all white males are terrorists 
Okay. So I, when I heard that, I was are you including yourself, Mr. Biden? <laughs> Maybe you're the terrorist. Okay. Posing, posing as a white man. <laughs> so I, I don't know, but we are talking about a, a false flag, a staged, uh, actually, let me back up a little bit because I've been on the air talking about these types of things since 2003 and even earlier. Mm. And at, at one point, I stated on the air what we are witnessing in the world today in terms of what we call news is nothing but Jewish theater. You know, it's funny Jewish. about that. It's literally Jewish theater. It's literally. That's they stage right. everything. I yeah. mean, it's literally just all crafted. It's not even real news. It's become so obvious. No. Yeah, and, and with the COVID uh, nonsense, uh, there was a time uh, early on, and then the last time we were on the air together, we talked about, you know, this was maybe right after March, maybe it was early April, that we d- did a show on this. And uh, already we realized that it's only elderly people who were getting sick and dying from COVID. But it was right right after the time that Donald Trump had turned over the keys to the White House to FEMA, uh, having declared uh, a national emergency. Well, that right. only lasted for six months. And uh, that so was, I'm did not that sure. terminate? So, I, I never heard I, that. That was never an announcement anywhere. So it was March, April, May, June, July, August. So in September, that that. That ended? Yes, supposedly. Supposedly, okay. <laughs> right? Because, yeah, he's reactivated okay. FEMA just yesterday. He did? He did. Oh, okay. He reactivated them. So right. something's up. Yeah. You know, something is up with what's something going on in up. Washington. Right. Yeah, and, and I don't see that it can be good. You know, because the fact of the matter is, uh, for me, Donald Trump has been a horrible disappointment. I still remember very vividly the speech, the debate that he and Hillary had where he said, I'm going to lock you up. And that was uh, the the chant that uh, the uh, pro-Trump voters, lock her up, lock Mm -hmm. her up, lock her up. So here we are four years later, and she's still on the loose. So what's going on? Well, maybe, maybe Donald Trump has had his life threatened. Maybe he's been part of the act. All along, you know, he's surrounded by Zionists. Half his family is married to Zionist Jews. Okay, so is this just another uh, final, the final act in the destruction of America, where Donald Trump is? His job would be to inflame the right wing, and the Democratic Party's job is to inflame the left wing. And have the American people duke it out while the Rothschilds sit back and laugh? Well, yeah, but it's possible, I guess. I, I'm not adhering to that idea. Personally, I'm not. But, uh, yeah, I think it's possible. Uh, I've always said they didn't need Trump. It would have been easier for them just – it would have been easier just to put Hillary in power and just kill it. Yeah. Rather than drag right, it out right. for four years. You know, there was no need for that. And now let's be honest. I mean, what what's good about Trump, if we want to be positive here? Tell you what, we're going to have a great, that, this might be a great discussion, Eli. Let's get uh, back uh, with Pastor Eli James right after this, everybody. Inside the Guy Live, prime time, it's Thursday, January the 4th. Back after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back. A new, new, I just saw a new name in the, 
in the chat room, everybody. Steve Bannon has joined us. Steve, thanks for joining us, dude. That's kind of cool. Nice to have Steve Bannon in the audience. Wouldn't it be, Eli? Is that the real Steve Bannon? Oh, I kind of <laughs> doubt that, but you know what I mean? That would be kind of cool if it was. It'd be like, hey, Steve, how you doing? Yeah. War report was yeah, Steve Bannon. Hey, going into the break, everybody, Pastor Eli James is joining us again. You can hear his shows over at Eurofolk Radio. Check out eurofolkradio.com for the times and schedules of when he's uh, going to be playing live. Uh, Eli, your shows go out live, do they not? Yeah, yeah. We repeat them uh, throughout the week on our weekly schedule, but our live shows are pretty much on the weekends. Okay, cool. Yeah. Nothing beats okay. live radio, man. Nothing beats just going live. No, no, it's fun. Yeah, it's thing I do. What can happen? <laughs> That's true, man. Right. You know, going with Trump, we were talking about Donald Trump and the, the big disappointment. I think there's a lot of disappointment out there uh, with Trump. But, you know, I don't know about you. I, I was an athlete growing up, you know, playing sports as a kid, playing cross country, baseball, football, you named it. We played it. And the old American adage was, it's never over till it's over. I think that Joe DiMaggio, it's never over till the fat lady sings. And uh, she hasn't sung yet. And we're, <laughs> you know what I mean? She hasn't sung yet. And we're going really into the bottom of the ninth as I look at it. And uh, uh, I, I don't see why we should give up just yet. Why should we? At the end oh, of the no. day, it's not over. Uh, we can't endure Biden. A lot of disappointment with Trump. I'm going to support you on that one. But then again, we don't have all the cards that he's got. But couldn't if, if this is the end of Trump, isn't there a lot of positives with Trump, though, with the awareness he's brought oh, out? Absolutely. Why don't you run through some of your bigger comp, uh, positives? Let's just a little bit of positives of the Trump okay. era. Well, he partially built a wall, <laughs> right? Uh, he he hasn't made war, uh, at least active war, against any new countries like Obama and uh, and uh, the Clintons and all of his predecessors. He hasn't actually engaged. In fact, uh, he tried to defuse the Syria debacle, okay, by re- refusing to support ISIS, which Obama and Hillary did, okay. And by the way, the ISIS means is uh, is Israeli State Intelligence Service. That's what ISIS stands for. It's by no means a Muslim organization. Okay. So what we're talking about is wherever the Israelis are involved, there's bloodshed, there's turmoil, there is confusion. And quite frankly, the Western nations lose every single time. So we've seen the... Zionist operation. Let me just reel off some dates and some wars for people to give people a real perspective on what's going on here. First of all, although the Rothschilds weren't involved in the American Revolution, the Bank of England was, and Bank of England has always been controlled by the biggest, fattest, richest Jews. Okay, the uh, it was taken over by uh, one of the Rothschild, Nathan Rothschild, shortly before the War of eighteen twelve. And so it was Nathan Rothschild that uh, declared war on America behind the scenes because we refused to uh, grant a recharter, the first bank of the United States. So he sent British troops over to America to force us to declare the second bank of the United States, and which did be, because he basically bankrupted us in the process. And then uh, we can talk about 1789. 
1789, the French Revolution, uh, which was definitely staged by the Illuminati, uh, the original uh, Rothschild, the original head of the family, uh, the Rothschild and uh, the Illuminati, Adam Weishaupt, uh, went into France and agitated against the crown there and uh, with communist agitators. And that was a communist revolution, folks. Don't make any mistake. This was a communist revolution, an anti-Christian revolution. They, they declared the Sabbath to be unlawful, and they forced everybody to work seven days a week until they found out that people got tired and needed to rest at least one day a week. And uh, it was essentially communism. And, and the slogan of liberty, equality, fraternity, that's an ancient Freemasonic slogan. So they foisted that on the French people. And then, uh, of course, the Napoleonic Wars from 1800 to 1815, totally financed by the Rothschilds on both sides. Although the Rothschilds, the Britain didn't really come into the conflict until, until very late in the game. Uh, as uh, Wellington's army had several campaigns in Spain and uh, leading into France, where they would confront uh, Napoleon you know, at the Battle of Waterloo. But the Rothschilds were unable to get uh, the British people, the British Parliament, to vote to finance the uh, fight against Napoleon because, well, Britain was in the midst of the War of 1812, okay? So, all right, so we're not going to be able to talk the British Parliament into financing uh, this effort against Napoleon. So the Rothschilds themselves, with their own money, financed financed the, uh, the British Army. Okay, to fight against Napoleon. So the, the Rothschilds very rarely will use their own money to finance the war. They usually connive to get governments to uh, fork up money from the taxpayers in order to finance these wars. And that's how the Rothschilds have been able to do it. Okay. So Wellington's army was directly financed by the Rothschilds. And then we have uh, the, <laughs> uh, the war, the American Civil War. 1861, where the Rothschilds financed the northern anti-slavery agitators and the banks, and the banks that loaned money to you know, the north until Abraham Lincoln said, no, I can't afford to pay 26% interest. I'm going to have to figure out another way of financing the war, and that's when he came up with the greenbacks. But the South was entirely financed by the Rothschilds throughout the entirety of the Civil War, and Judah P. Benjamin, a Rothschild banker, was Secretary of State, Secretary of Treasury, and he held another office. Uh, I believe he had, held the office of Attorney General as well. So you have the South being totally, you know, the entire Civil War was planned to perfection by the Rothschilds and carried out that way, uh, killing 600,000 yeah, of our... That was you know, actually the... Actually, no, World War Two One would be the last, but that was like one of the last great Clausewitzian-style military operations, yeah. you know, where you just line up bodies against each other and just, just basically slaughter yeah, everybody. Which was kind of a stupid other, tactician. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So then we had the, uh, the Spanish American war, which was so totally staged. We had the invasion of the Philippines. None of these wars have any interest for the American people. And typically throughout our history, there have been anti-war movements, protesting against this what's uh, falsely called manifest destiny 
is really Rothschild destiny using American military to achieve their objectives around the world. Standard oil, shell oil, uh, Gulf, you know, all, all these co- corporations are owned either by the Rothschilds or the Rockefellers. You know, you're talking about the robber barons. The robber barons are still alive and well, still doing their dirty work. But see, they got really smart. They bought all the media so that the media couldn't report stories about how the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, etc., were behind all of these conflicts. Okay, that gem, that that brilliant idea occurred like around 1917. Okay, when they they had to take uh, total control of mass media here, especially the newspapers, because in those days it was pretty much just newspapers, so that uh, any anti-Jewish and anti-Rothschild uh, newspapers w- would not be able to argue against. All. As it turns out, they weren't able to uh, take take control of the Western newspapers. The Western, you know, uh, on the other side of the Mississippi River, they were pretty much anti-war and anti-robber baron throughout the entirety of the war. But they had uh, the Rothschilds and Rockefellers had total control of the Eastern media, which has been called the Eastern liberal establishment, not conservative, liberal establishment financed by the super rich. Okay, so then we had uh, then World War One, World War One again, financed by the Rothschilds. The purpose of staging World War One was for them to get a foothold into Palestine so that they could start exporting Jews to Palestine so they could fill their version of the return to the promised land, right? But since the Jewish people are not Israelites by any stretch of the imagination, there's just another charade. And they uh, they hired uh, uh, s- several propagandists, including uh, Schofield, C.I. Schofield, who wrote the annotated Bible, uh, the Schofield Reference Bible, in which it was uh, profusely claimed that the Jewish people are the Israel of the Bible, and therefore Christians should support anything they do. Okay, so that started in ni- around 1903, and. Uh, is Henry Morgenthau? No, no, it's, it's not the right guy. But uh, one of the uh, big, big top uh, pro- Jewish propagandists led that effort to create that Bible, so, C.I. Schofield's reference, reference Bible. So then we all know that uh, Germany was the last country to actually enter that war, but Germany got the blame for it because the Versailles Treaty was headed by nothing but Jews. Every nation that went to the Versailles Treaty had at least one Jewish advisor, like America had Colonel Edward Mandel House. France had a Jewish advisor. Germany really didn't have any advisors because they, they were prostrate, uh, prostrate from uh, you know the, the sanctions. And because the Jews had staged a, a communist coup in Germany, they had to be fought off by the uh, World War One military veterans, okay, so and that resulted in the Weimar Republic, which was totally run by Jews, okay. So even though Germany did not lose the war, and not a single shot was fired on German soil during World War One, Germany was absolutely crushed by the Versailles Treaty, not by military means, yeah, but and by when this, you think about that, not a single right. shot is fired on German soil, yet they still yeah. capitulate. It's like. What's with this? You know what I mean? What's with this? Anyways, that's kind of, we're running out of time here. We got uh, 18 minutes. Yeah, we'll kind of get there involved. We want to move forward. 
without too much more of that history because we all kind of get that. Have you heard about the Marines? Did you hear the story about the Marines and and Pelosi asking the military to take over the codes and basically asked to to conduct like a military coup against the president? Uh, Have you heard much about that story? Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, Yeah, Nancy Pelosi uh, talked to the Joint Chiefs of Staff requesting that, uh, you know, they assist the Democrats in, you know, impeaching President Trump and uh, and just uh, uh, failing to support him. And their response was, no, we can't do that. He's still the commander in chief. Not until Biden takes over. Can we do anything like that? Right. Okay. Yeah. So the Dems are trying every every possible means to oust Trump and to take over the country. But this is typical. It's par for the course, the way the Rothschilds have operated in every single Bolshevik coup that they have staged. You know, and uh, uh, oh, I forgot to mention the 1848 revolutions, which took place in every city, major city in Europe, kind of like the George Floyd riots we had <laughs> right earlier this year. Every every major city in America had the George Floyd. These things are staged. Anybody who doesn't see that these things are staged is simply hiding under a rock or listening too much to mass media. Okay? So uh, I think Trump has one more shot, and that's invoking the 2018 uh, executive order that would declare the election null and void because of election fraud. And he's got all the evidence in the world that it was a fraud, absolute fraud. You know, okay. I'm kind of, I'm kind of going down the Pachenic route that Trump is going to be out. There's going to be a military coup effective January 20th. Yeah, this, that's possible. You know, you this, know, because, this military uh, will just yeah. declare this incoming administration, an illegal government, and we're waging the coup against it. And uh, here's our authority, and it came from the previous president, and that's why Trump will not be inaugurated. Uh, not in, yeah, that's why he's not going to be inaugurated on January 20th because the military is going to be in yeah, command. Yeah, well, it's a it's a very risky move on the part of the Rothschilds. I agree, that's probably going to happen. You never know what can happen until that that day comes, but. Uh, we see that the Rothschilds have been unable to disarm the American militia. And it's close to 200 million and more of able-bodied white males, primarily white males. There's a few non-whites. There's just a handful. And there's a handful of Jews who believe in gun rights. But uh, it's primarily 200 million white males who will, uh, as we speak, are being thoroughly outraged by the antics of the Democratic Party, outraged by mass media, outraged by uh, all these. Uh, okay, within these yeah, within your. Let me ask you this: within your your networks, obviously you're more clued into the Christian network than I am. Uh, is there talk of organization? Is there talk of how do we defend yes. ourselves against this uh, criminally installed government? Uh, you know, oh, oh yes, there is. Because obviously, yeah, we're not no, going to be stupid and and do a frontal assault on the government, per se, because right. that's insane. But is there ways? You know, that's obviously, another, yeah. You know, that's another reason why January sixth was a false flag. These patriots wouldn't be that stupid. 
especially being unarmed, <laughs> right? In fact, uh, Doc Waterman and I were talking about before January 6th that they, they probably the Antifa would probably bring some Molotov cocktails, uh, other types of incendiary bombs, pi- pop, pipe bombs. Mm-hmm. There were reports there were pipe bombs that they were not used. As far as I know, they were not used. And other kind of equipment on site. Well, you know, do you think that the Trump supporters could have rolled this stuff in ahead of time with in, in a Democratic-controlled city without being detected? Yeah, you got a point there. This is massively Democrat-controlled. Yeah, yeah. And, in fact, the mayor ordered all of the shops to be closed that day so that the patrons couldn't go inside. I don't know if, if they had enough porta potties <laughs> for everybody, but uh, so they couldn't buy water. And uh, Doc Waterman and I said, anybody planning to go to this, make sure you have plenty of water, you know, take a backpack, you know, stay warm, you know, et cetera, et cetera, because this could turn into something ugly. You never know. Okay, well, it did, but not not everywhere, just at the Capitol building. So we see there's no doubt that the Democrats sucked these patriots in to – and there, there were patriots inside the the, uh, the uh, Capitol building. And they were sitting on desks with their uh, – chairs with their feet up on the desks and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, videos were made of them decrying the uh, the state of the republic, et cetera, et cetera. Now, all of these guys, all of these right-wingers, they're the ones who were prosecuted. The Antifa crowd who were uh, mixed in with them, they all got off scot-free. And it, yeah, that's there, what's the, infuriating. The, yeah, what you're mentioning right there is what's infuriating, is the yeah. state apparatus is only being used to target white Americans. Everybody else has got a free pass in this country. That's at, correct. At some point, that's when correct. do the white people say enough is enough? This prosecutor here's got to go. This guy's got to go. And uh, it goes a little bit hotter because it's already hot because the oh, government man, is acting violently hot. against white Americans. And then the yeah. blacks can literally burn up your cities and you, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Well, the, the police corps of the various cities are being asked to stand down, not on the behalf of the patriots, <laughs> right? Yes. Maybe we should take advantage of the stand down. Well, okay. you know, yeah, that's, there's talk of that for sure. I know some Patriot people yeah. have talked about it. I think right now, uh, uh, Pastor, we just have what we just need to wait. Really, let's let this play out. We're in the final yeah, inning. Right. Uh, you got next week will be the final, you know, Trump's either going to strike out, right? The Democrats going to yep, strike out not. the side and Trump's going to be gone. <laughs> Or uh, something's going to happen. It's going to go on into extra innings. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the. G- it's either they lose, and as we lose the game next week, or it's going to go into extra innings. I don't think Trump's going to be. Right. There's no way to install Trump. Right. Right. So, well, even if it's a tie in the bottom of the ninth, the Democrats are going to declare victory, right? Well, they can declare, and, but uh, I don't I, think they can win. I don't think they can just. You know what I mean? I think this is bigger than yeah. them. They can complain, but okay. there's umpires out there that are going to say, well, actually keep playing. Because uh, right. if the military's involved, there's nothing they're going to do. I think the military can stop this overnight. Well, Obama spent the 
a major portion of his presidency firing patriotic generals and admirals. Yep. Okay. Yes. And replacing them with his cronies. Okay. He even got the uh, Nobel Peace Prize for es- escalating the war in Afghanistan, <laughs> right? I mean, wow, you see, when Democrats declare war, they get the Nobel Peace Prize. When we f- are forced to declare war, then we-, we get hounded down and shouted down. This really reminds me of the pre, uh, you know, the, the, the run-up to the American Civil War, where there was actually fighting fisticuffs between the Democratic senators and the Republican senators in Congress. And we almost have had uh, scenes like that in our present Congress. And I think we will. We will actually see Republicans and Democrats striking blows at one another in the halls of Congress before this is all over. All right. But uh, what I have to say is that Joe Biden has promised that he will curtail our right to bear arms. He's going to go after our guns. He's promised that he would do that. And again, I don't okay. see how he can do that. You got a Second Amendment. It's not your business. Uh, nice try, but that's an unconstitutional ruling. And consequently, we don't recognize it. But clearly, obviously, they've gotten away with a lot. You know, you got your background checks yeah. and a lot of other things before you can own yeah. a weapon. But uh, right. I, I'm not sure how he can do well, that, you know. Well, but then just the, look he at has COVID-19 the and the lockdown. They just did it. They just did it, and the American people meekly complied. No okay? doubt. Yeah, no doubt. So if you have a Democratic president instead of a Republican president, they go a lot further. So I'm telling people, get ready for the worst-case scenario yeah, because you know, we, we have a Democratic governor here in Illinois, the Democratic governor in Michigan, and all over the country, all the Democratic governors have simply taken the law into their own hands and tyrannized over the people of their own states. Okay, they haven't called out the military yet. They haven't gone that far. But, you know, as well as I do, that's the next step. And I think Joe Biden and especially Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris is a dyed in the wool communist. Joe Biden is just an operative. He could care less. You know, he's kind of he reminds me of Bill Clinton. He was just there occupying the White House while Hillary ran the country. Right. And maybe the same with Biden and Harris. She's the one who well, really. What I don't understand Biden. is that Harris is not. She's an anchor baby, so she's not authorized to even hold that office. So there's no, oh, no law she could do that the military should abide if they were taking their oath seriously. You can't put a Biden, a, a right? Harris in in office. She's not authorized to hold the position. Of course, Obama wasn't either. That's interesting. And, yeah, yeah I mean, that's right. <laughs> Obama wasn't either, and they did follow. But the uh, if yeah. they had any guts, they would say, we're not following this. You're not authorized to be here. You are not our commander. You're not even authorized to hold this office. We should arrest you, uh, stage our coup now, and just take you out because you're, you've taken over our country in an author- unauthorized way and just take her out, which is what I would be well, advocating for. Yeah. If Biden calls out the military, which he may, I expect he will do that if he if he gets inaugurated. Uh, the American patriot is going to have to make up their mind. So we're at the point, though, because the lockdown have uh, put a lot of white Americans in a situation where they really don't have much else to lose. They're losing their jobs. They're losing their homes. They're losing their families. Their sons and daughters, are, especially their sons, are committing suicide at a higher rate than COVID-19 is claiming their lives. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the only difference is that we don't have the uh, easy way to organize except for internet. And that's being taken Zoom. away also. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're going to try to say, well, look at this, you know. Yeah, but aren't uh, the churches, can't the churches serve as an organization uh, avenue? No. No, because the churches have been compromised. As I said earlier, the uh, the Schofield Reference Bible, it's been a 100 years of brainwashing Christians into believing that the Jews are God's chosen people and that we should support Zionism and the Israeli state. And that's where many Christians are at, so-called Christians. Okay, so uh, that's and the churches are totally how should I put it? Wimp, they've they've wimped out. You know they they have not only a handful of pastors across the country have actually tried to have services during the lockdown. Okay, in fact, one of them was a black minister who uh, tried to have services. I, th- I think it was in Michigan, but they arrested him. Okay. And there's a couple in California and in Texas, white guys, who tried to hold services. And the local authorities, acting on the illegal orders of governors and mayors, have arrested these people. Okay? And the American sheeple are just standing around with their heads up their behinds, not realizing that this is absolute tyranny and a total international takeover. Either that or they don't care. I agree with you. Again, I agree with that. You know, it's like nobody has said a word. You know, we have our rights in America, guys, and nobody wants to stand up for them. Uh, We got about uh, two minutes to go, right? About two minutes. First of all, why don't you get in real quick how they can hear your shows? So why don't you get that in real quick? Yeah. Yeah, just tune into eurofolkradio.com, www.eurofolkradio.com, and just look at the schedule and uh, you know, there's a drop down, there's a download, show downloads, where you can uh, listen to any pre-recorded show. And then any live show also announced uh, with a active chat room. I hope Steve Bannon is still with us. I hope we didn't bore him <laughs> with our discussion. <laughs> so, yeah, this is serious. This is really getting serious. It's, in my view, it's American Revolution, Revolution Part So just uh, real quick, probably about 40 seconds to go, America. It hasn't fallen yet. Does it fall next week, or do we see extra innings? Well, uh, yeah, I think we see extra innings. It's going to be, uh, you know, dodging, dodging bullets, dodging this, dodging that. I think we're going to see extra innings, but who knows for how long. The Democrats will get more agitated and desperate as time goes on. So it, that can't last too uh, too long either. Uh, with twenty thousand troops, though, in in uh, in Washington, what are they going to be able to do? You think they're going to go crazy elsewhere? Uh, well, I, I think they're, if, if they're controlled by the Democratic Party, those troops will be used against Americans. All right. Okay. We are. There you go. Let's give it at that one. That's uh, Pastor Eli James' take on everything. Pastor, thanks for joining me. It's the Fed here. Thanks, guys. See you for Saturday, 10 o'clock. Good night, everybody.